This is the Grouse House Podcast. G'day and welcome to Friday. We're all very depressed about the Tillies, but there's hope. Mm. There's hope. And no, it isn't just our live shows next week. The footy, the live bouncing of pills in Adelaide, Melbourne and Sydney. A few tickets in Melbourne, a few tickets in Sydney. Go to our link tree to get tickets. We got optimism about the Tillies mm. this weekend. We're winning it back. And a great weekend of football. Butterfield. Oh, the dream ended last night, Tom. It did Two nights ago, even. Yeah, two nights ago, as they say, when you listen to it, you the audience. Yeah. The Tilders, who are carrying Australia on their wings, mm. the, the women's team said, hop on our back, Australia, and come with us on mm. a journey. And for a brief, brief fleeting moment. A brief fleeting moment. A brief moment. fleeting moment. Australia thought we are, <laughs> we could be gold here. Yeah. Very rarely are we gold outside of the pool. Mm. Very rarely is Australia a country that's in, in, in the world sport, football, soccer, do we say we are the greatest. And we didn't make it this time. No. England and their Goliath English soccer team kicked our ass and it was brutal yes and they went for ankles and they were dirty tell them tom typical old poms they were just going at us typical poms cheating again cheating cheating lying poms should have been a lot of red cards in my mind asshole country full mm. of assholes yeah who i would deck if i had the chance by the way we're going there in two weeks yeah. you and i but <laughs> sold out though we've already sold the tickets it's all good if you work at <laughs> London Customs, yeah. Heathrow Customs yeah. or whatever, the yeah. door, the thing. Yeah. Don't listen from here. Yeah. I'm telling you now though, everyone else, mm. when I land in that country, yeah. I'm going to walk through, I'm going to start throwing haymakers left, right and centre. They're going to put you in a little room first because that's what they do there. You know, when they sort your visa, they put you, they, they paddock you yeah. off and then... After like two hours, I'll let you out. I'll have, a, jack- I'll have a jacket on yeah. and I'll look very down button, very uh, Westminster Abbey kind of situation. Oh yeah, I like it. And then they'll Peaky be like, what are you here for? And I'll be like, I'm just here to see Big Ben. And then they'll go, oh, well, fair enough. Big Ben, Big Ben. And then I'm going to walk out, unzip, and yeah. under it is a Matilda's jersey. And yeah. I say, surprise, c- And then haymaker, haymaker, haymaker. haymaker. Left, and then I'll, right, good night. Then I'll get on the tube. Yep. Go into town, go to a Jamie Oliver's Italian, get some, you know, dinner. Oh, maybe wait. maybe a West End show. Then I'll go see King Charles and um, his big sh- sausagey fingers. Yep. Then haymakers. Yeah. I'm, I'm left right. I am. Good I night. grab. I grab King Charles by the scruff of the shirt. Yeah. And I just start wailing on that old yeah. man. Good just night. Just wailing. Good night. And then I just get him up against the wall and I go yeah. like that. And then he's like, "Oh, what's this?" And I'm like, "Nah, I can't." I'm going to be like, Barry Hall, and then yeah, yeah. Just Barry Hall. Yeah, you go, oh, oh, uh, Prince William, do you know your your Embley? No, mm. who did he punch? Who Barry did Hall he punch? punch? Someone from the Swans. Embley? No, he played for the Swans, didn't yeah. he? We can do Andrew Gaff instead if you want, because no, no. we know the details for that. But it's Barry Hall's Barry Hall, you know? Yeah, he's a boxer. He's I think it was Embley. No, it wasn't Embley. Staker. I go up to That's Prince William. Right. I say, "You're Brent Staker," mm-hmm. and he goes, and I go, and, and I go, and I'm Barry Hall. He goes, "Nah, cunt," and I go, "Yes, bang, 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 bang," um, and then that will, I think, you know, get a bit back for us, the yeah. Aussies, and it's going to be a great trip. Now, let's talk about the Tilders the other night. Yeah, 
We at no point ever looked like scoring a goal. No. I thought England, to be serious for a moment, as soon as it started, everyone's feedback, as we record, the feed, the vibes are low in Australia at the moment. Vibes are very low. Yep. No public holiday. No, mm-hmm. you know, no, nothing special. And uh, there's a vibe of, oh, they looked a bit flat, the Tilders. I don't think they look flat. I think that the Tilders came up against a very, very, very good soccer team. Yeah. And I was like, this, they look incredible. Like we, they just look like Brisbane Lions 2004. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They look like uh, the, you know, just lockdown. And I was like, that's and a worry. Versus. And they were brutal, but to an extent, they were getting away with it. Totally. And then Sam Kerr kicked one of the most incredible goals I've ever seen. Wasn't it? I was. It was Buddy-esque. Were you watching when that happened? Yeah. No, no. So I switched off because I was getting too stressed out. I switched off like two minutes before. Yeah. And then I saw the messages came on, caught the replay. I was like, okay, I can't switch off now. That five minutes was really magical because it was like, well, England's kicked a goal. That's probably we're done. And then Sam Kerr out of nowhere just kicked this haymaker of goals really. yeah but the dribble and everything like the run yeah. with it like so far away up into the top corner yeah and then beautiful. for that brief moment Australia went we are on yeah. we are on against are the best team in the world uh, but then no because our defence just didn't do it yeah, everyone's talking about uh, how flat our forwards looked but we had a very important back uh, player out I'm going to say Kennedy and it's mm. not that but that's why we need Marnie here. Mm. Can I just talk about Marnie as well? Is in her, I thought she would be absolutely gutted, and she was, but she yeah. was right on it. She was right. Now, nah, on to the next one. And that's what I want to say is Saturday night, we're playing for bronze. Yes. And there's this mentality at moments, oh, it's just for bronze. Bullshit, man. Yeah, that's the highest. The Tilders yeah. have never won a medal in soccer. Yeah. They've never gone here before. We are, ha- we are playing on Saturday to be third best in the world at a sport that is not the national game here. No. At least not as we sit here. It's the biggest game in the world, the biggest sport in the world. We take a leaf from the boys coming out next week, the Boomers Mm. in the FIBA World Cup, who called it in the Olympics, uh, Rose Rose Gold. Gold. We're going out for Rose Gold. Yeah. And and my argument in these tournaments, like Olympics and stuff, is when you play for bronze and you win, arguably that's a much better feeling than winning silver. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, because you finish on a win, not a loss. Yeah, so you go, oh, we're second, and that sucks. No, no, no. Yeah. This is Saturday could be an absolute vibe, mm-hmm. a vibe and a half, if you will, yeah, which is you know impossible. I know, playing? huh? Do you know where they're playing? In Australia. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I have no idea. Who is it? Sweden, Australia. When I search it, is Sweden Australia allies comes up? <laughs> um, we have a bilateral relationship based on sh- shared values and historical okay, correct, links, correct, so that's correct. good to know. But on Saturday, we're going to bash them. Yeah. Um, it's in Brisbane, where we won. Not as big as the 75,000 in Sydney and not at the beautiful Amy Stadium in Melbourne, which they call the rectangular stadium for this. Yeah. Mate, I just, I, my message out to everyone is get get your chin up. We're, we're doing this. Yeah. We're getting that rose gold. Yeah. Have a day, feel bad, but that day was yesterday. Yeah. Now it's about the rose gold. 11 million people watched this, Tom. So many people. It's absurd. It's like an Auntie Donna video. <laughs> <laughs> No, that would be like our top 10 videos. All no, put it'd, be more, it'd be like an inspired, unemployed video. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Just them sort of going... Bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like that kind of numbers. Yeah, wow. So huge. Uh, other news, hit that stink, Tom. 
next Monday, you got to watch my favorite TV show. What's my favorite TV show? Oh, it's going to be 30 for 30 or no. New York Jets or something. No. Or Survivor. No. Slack. Maths. Oh. No, I'm not. I'm not no, talking I'm about maths. I don't like Four that. Corners. Now, we have a young audience mm. who sits on their Pokemon and their Game Boys and they- uh, Guilty. And they sit there with their anal beads or whatever mm -hmm. the kids are doing these days. Yeah. No. Four Corners is the best show on television. Yep. It is every Monday night on Auntie, your ABC, your ABC that you pay taxes for. The best show on television. Four Corners, 8.30. Mm -hmm. Louise M Milligan, I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, Louise Milligan, yeah. Is going to do a report on the AFL and the- uh, and players who are part of the LGBTQIA plus community and why we have no openly gay male players in the AFL and yeah. looking at that culture. I'm so excited for this, Tom. Yeah, I think it's going to be a real f***ed up, probably sad watch. I no, <laughs> no one shits on the AFL harder and better than the, than the ABC. Yeah. They're just going to... That, that, why Four Corners is great. Have you seen the film Spotlight? No, I don't think so. Spotlight's one of my favourite films, but it's about sometimes these news organisations have these groups who very who very secretly and quietly spend six months working on a project yeah. and go into great legal detail mm -hmm. and say damning things about organisations in ways that they can't re recover from. Yeah. There's no one doing it better than Four Corners in Australia. Yeah. This is going to be potentially brutal. Yeah, some I of the stuff. cannot... It's going to be damning to people like Gillen and the board. Totally. Yeah. It's going to be pretty great. Can't wait to watch it. Put yeah. it on your TiVo. Yeah. Or your, uh, I don't know, watch it on iView. Yeah. Well, iView is uh, Australia's uh, platform. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out, hit that signal, is that Eddie Maguire and the uh, footy classified, when they went on air at... Um, 9.39 last mm -hmm. night yeah. or on Wednesday night. I reckon there's a bit of Trevor Nisbet, bit of pressure for Adam Simpson to go. Right. I don't know if it'll end up happening, but I know we've been talking about it, so I felt like we needed to circle back and say, hey, it's there's it's starting to get a bit of movement. Surely. Like, I, I feel like the pressure's been there for almost two years. But I, I think it's too late now. I, I've been, I keep asking myself what's to be gained. Honestly, unless they're bringing over someone and they're committing to a full overhaul of the whole football department yeah i'm not sure what's to be gained there's a vibe that it's happening that's all i'm gonna say yeah now let's go to the most important news here's this thing tom we put out a TikTok the other day mm -hmm. when we had beautiful max Vaini on yeah uh, jiu-jitsu master yeah. he, we, we didn't mention this on that pod but after the podcast i challenged him to a jiu-jitsu fight and i won he did yeah, I, was there. I won i won um i hope he doesn't listen and <laughs> We put out a video about Dragon Ball Z where you two were talking about Dragon Ball Z and yep. your different Dragon Ball Zs that you like yep. and your, 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 your burritos or whatever it was. Yeah. And, your, and um, we got some wonder... What happened is the TikToks and the Instagram reels transcended our audience and transcended yes. AFL audience and started to... The algorithm sort of pushed it out into the world of Dragon Ball Z anime fans yes so tom i've asked you to bring me hit that give me some cool music for this okay the top comment from stinky dragon ball z nerds telling us off i got apes here so strap in here we go i'm going to ask an economics question to a bunch of toddlers energy <laughs> so what they're saying is we're so dumb yeah uh, with our dragon ball z knowledge yeah 
How do you and Max Viney feel about that? You should. Do you feel ashamed? I feel like Ma- Max could fuck up any <laughs> left a message. So I'm at peace. We should it. write back to him. Hey, the guy. <laughs> One of these is a judo, jiu-jitsu black belt. He could murder most people that he meets. All right. What's the next one? Lol. Bunch of kids that didn't even growing up with the show speaking on it. At least you like anime. I guess that's a start. So, yeah. How old How old do they think you are? Do they think you're eight? Well, I think um, I think the Dragon Ball Z was the 80s. No. Uh, yeah, but it didn't make, you know, it got redubbed and it didn't make oh. Australia until like the 90s, I think. So, I get it, but it's so stupid. What other things did they say to a black belt master of jiu-jitsu? Dude, deaf only no sports stuff and not actually cool shit. <laughs> you got told. <laughs> Zed is the sequel, technically. Or are they talking about me, that guy? I'm dude. Potentially, I guess, yeah. Z is the sequel, technically. Not even technically, lol. It is the sequel to DB. You are both wrong. It was just Dragon Ball until the anime added Z, then they re- rebranded for brand recognition. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> Next one. All right, this is a this is a, um, the last one, but I just thought this was worth um, reading out, Brendan. Okay. Sure. Strap in. Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z follows the manga source material. GT was designed by the original creator, but story was non-canon, diverged into its own thing. Then Dragon Ball Super was developed after the success of the first canon movie. All previous movies aren't canon. Battle of the Gods, which in turn got its own manga, Super, that has original designs and footnotes from the original creator, but drawn by new creator who has the originals. Typical Richmond supporter. <laughs> it keeps going. There's like another five comments here. <laughs> but I won't I won't bore our but audience. None of them mention that the pies were pegged to win it and now they're not looking so strong, did they? There was a few comments like I never thought I'd hear a Dragon Ball Z discussion on the football podcast and funny things like that. But what I thought was funny, Broden, was just I knew like all sections of nerd culture mm. have an element of toxicity, right? Would yeah, you yeah, Even in AFL and, and everything, right? No, not AFL. I didn't realise that the Dragon Ball Z fans would be so toxic. Mm. And it's just super funny. We should just make this about Dragon Ball Z. We should make another TikTok where we're just saying um, Dragon Ball Z stuff and put it out and see if we can make it uh, upset some people. So let me do it. Let me do it to you. My favourite top five Dragon Ball Z characters. Here they are. Okay. I love Vegeta. Yeah. Uh, he the way he goes Super Saiyan makes me cream. Yeah. Goku. Yeah. The way Goku uh, has built his his Dragon Ball yeah. is huge. Yeah. What are some other shit I can say? Uh, say something about Piccolo, the instrument. Piccolo is one of my favorite because of his his babe his his abilities to fight. Okay. Say something about uh, Gohan. What would I say? What's the thing that's wrong about Gohan? Like that will upset them. Uh, that he would never really became a real Super Saiyan. Gohan never really became a real Super Saiyan. Mm. Give me some more stuff to upset people. Uh, say uh, the androids. Uh, mm, the androids were weak. Androids are incredibly weak. Yeah, and, and we'll put that out there, and we'll upset some people. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll, and then we'll tell people. them to meet us somewhere, and then we'll have Max Viney there, and he'll kill them. <laughs> he'll kill them. <laughs> um, he'll challenge, challenge them with his dojo. Yes. <sighs> okay, Tom. That's all the news for the week. We're going to get into teams and games very shortly, but first, Tom for Mailbag. Mailbag. Which has a song. Does it? It's this. <laughs> oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. Tom, you told me you've got heaps of Mailbag this week. Got heaps of Mailbag. Jordan Dawson's playing. 
Great. So I mean, first up, Jordan Murdoch. I mean, Jordan Murdoch. You just keep was going. it? Yeah, our mate Jordan Murdoch playing the TV in front. Mudder's invincible, as they call him. Anyway, go on. Uh, so first one's from Luke, and he says, "There's a new game to play, so let's play, Broden." What's? Oh, really? Yeah, it's called Stategories. Which player has a higher overall rating on AFL 23? <laughs> oh, great. Well, make sure you screen record. Oh, right. Okay, let me go back. There are so many footy games happening, and we're going to play them all and play along at home. Driving in your car on the train, scream along when we get things wrong. Here we go. Bo McCreary or Isaac Smith? Who has better stats? Yeah, well, better rating in AFL 23. Oh, Bo McCreary or? Isaac Smith. Oh, Bo McCreary, easy. Oh, I think you might be wrong there. 82, and Isaac Smith was an 89, so you're wrong, Broden. By seven. You scored zero. Play again. Okay. Darcy Wilmot or Noah Cumberland? Who are they? Darcy Wilmot is like a first-year defender. Noah Cumberland is some guy from Richmond. Darcy Wilmot. Darcy Wilmot, I agree. He's a 77. Noah Cumberland is 82. We were wrong, Broden. Okay, so we suck at this game. Yeah, how many should we do? A couple more? Three more. Okay, play again. Tyson Stengel or Cooper Harvey? Cooper Harvey, Brent Harvey's son. Or Tyson Stengel. Yeah. What is an AFL rating? It's the game. You know, AFL 23, the silly... Oh! <laughs> like, like the a, NBA like, 2K oh, ratings. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like sorry. a player rating. I didn't uh, so describe it to you properly. The, the higher number, the better, I guess. Yeah, probably. so it's like if you've played NBA 2K, all the players have different yeah. overall ratings. And that's so what it's out of 100? Yes. Okay, so Cooper, Harvey, or... Tyson Stengel. Tyson, uh, well, Tyson Stengel, I reckon. He, I reckon I guess his number. Yeah, sure. I reckon he'll be an 84. He was 88 and Cooper Harvey was 69. Tyson well Stengel was 88? Now, so what happens is because we got it right, this is the first time we got it right, now it's Tyson Stengel versus Tom McCullum. Who's so Tom the McCullum? game goes on. So we got zero last time. Who's Tom McCullum? Some Port Adelaide player. Well, he's an 88. Yeah. So that's quite high. Yeah. So I'm going... Stengel? I'm, yeah. Stengel again? Correct. 69 for Tom McCullum. Okay, so we've got two in a row. I understand the game now. Kaziah Pickett or Tom McCullum? Oh, so you got rid of Stengel. Yeah, I got rid of Stengel. I reckon Cozzy will be an 86. 86? Cozzy is an 88. Ooh. Three in a row, Broden. Well done. Thank now you. Now you've got Cozzy versus Jack Ross. Jack Ross from St. Kilda? From Richmond. Uh, I just said Jack Ross <laughs> because, because all the Jacks Jacks. are there. Uh, I don't know Jack Ross. Uh, yeah, I think he's a defender, I think. So, Cozzy at 88. Yeah, I'm let's sure. go Cozzy again. And we were correct. Jack Ross was an 80. We're killing it now. Let's play this out. Devin Robertson or Jack Ross? This will be your downfall. Who's Devin Robinson? Uh, Robertson? I'm not sure. I feel like I had him in Supercoach when he was a rookie or something. I don't think he's very good. Jack Ross is an 80, though. That's pretty high. Okay, so he plays for the Bulldogs. No, he plays no, he for plays, sorry. Brisbane. He's 185 centimetres tall, midfielder. Um, he's got a weird spelled name. Don't really like that. Eight disposals a game, four kicks, one 1.2 marks, 4.2. Yeah, so we're going to go Jack Ross. Jack Ross, okay. At 80. Oh, they were a tie, so we got that right. Okay, okay. great. So now Oscar Allen or Devin Robertson? Oscar Allen is a good player. Yeah. I, I think he will have a ranking of 84. 84? Oscar Allen is an 87. Ooh, okay. This is great. I'm really enjoying this. Cameron Fleeton from GWS? Don't make up. People. Oh, Oscar Allen. I'm not. <laughs> Cameron Fleeton from GWS Giants. Surely has never played a game. He's a, he uh, played for the Geelong Falcons, obviously. He's got 8.5 disposals a game, four kicks, four handballs, a mark. Meters gained for below average on a lot of things. Mm. So we're going to go not with him. Go Oscar Allen? Yeah. Great. 87. Yeah. Cameron Fleeton was a 68. So go Oscar yeah. Allen. Poor old right. Cameron Fleeton. He seems like a cool guy. I've got no, nothing against Cameron Fleeton. No. Cameron Fleeton or Seb Ross? 
Sebros is a good player. Sebros is eight, a good player. Eight, uh, maybe an 89. He got an 84. Oh, okay. Well, I don't understand this okay. play rating. Oscar Baker. That's I think that's part of the fun of it because yes. it's AFL 23 yes. rating. Yes. Yes. Oscar Baker or Sebros? Oscar Baker is a good player. Yeah. What was Sebros? Sebros was an 84. Oscar, I think Oscar Baker is a better player. Yeah. But is this decided at the start of the season? Yeah, I think it might be, yeah. Well, then, who was better last year? Well, Baker, no, nah, I think surely Sebros. Baker was playing for Melbourne last it, year, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah no, Oscar Baker couldn't get a game last year. Yeah, so but he's been great. fantastic for the Bulldogs. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Sebros, unfortunately, but I don't agree with that now. Okay. Yeah, Baker got a 76, so we're correct. We're on a roll here. We're on like 15 straight. This is hard. Ollie Florent or Oscar Baker? I think Ollie Florent. Ollie Florent is a very good premiership uh, uh, Sydney Swans player. Yeah, he might get an 86. I he played in a grand final, which is going to rate him highly. I reckon he's an 89. 89? Ollie Florent is an 83. Ooh, I was wrong, but we're still right. Still right. Zane True or Ollie Florent? Florent. Yeah. I don't know who Zane True is. The West Coast Eagles player got a 67. Yeah, no, no good. We haven't had any like superstars. Zane True or Nick Bryan? Who's Nick Bryan? Nick Bryan is an Eston player. So both of these players I have never heard of. This might be our downfall. This could be our downfall. Nick Bryan, uh, 21 years old. All right, I think I'm going to go him. Go Nick. Nick got a 74. We're yep. correct. Yep. We're unbeatable. Mason Redman or Nick Bryan? Mason Redman. Mason Redman's quite good. Hey, Mason Redman's a 90 in AFL 23. Very interesting. Jack uh, Petrucelli or Mason Redman? Petrucelli. Petrucelli, I think you'll be incorrect, Brendan. Yeah, 83. Well, we're dead. I kind of did that. But we've got a score of 13. We do we're dope at that. I actually could sit there and play that all day. Yeah, it's fun, isn't What's it? What's it called? It's called statagories.com slash AFL23. Ah, uh, that nice, simple, easy thing to find. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's probably a web page that you can build these on. Yeah. And someone's made an AFL one. All right, great. Let's, let's, so what's mailbag number two? So that was Luke who sent that in. And then I've got a mailbag from Connor. Hello, Brody and Tom. Just listen to your recent episode where you talk about the AFL's lack of goal line technology compared to VAR in football and DRS and cricket. Yes, that's been the big talk this week, by the way. Yeah. Should we let AI decide if things were touched and people went, oh, cha, oh, cha. Uh, you heard it here first on this podcast. I was the one who said. You are a robot. I have inside word. You love this gossip, Brayden. This is from uh, Connor, by the way. I have inside word that back in 2017, the Australian owners and creators of Hotspot pitched to Gillen and the AFL a potential goal line thermal camera technology. The system would have included laser technology on top of the goalpost to prevent the Tom Lynch Gabba incident last year, as well as thermal cameras built into the goalpost akin to VAR to see if the ball had crossed the line or if Plowman actually touched it. The AFL's response was too much information. No, thank you. Doesn't sound like the AFL to me. <laughs> Thought that was pretty pretty interesting. It could be just made up. Connor could have made it up. But yeah, yeah. Connor could. I, I think Connor is a person who of of, of truth and yeah. stature. I don't understand why they wouldn't go for it though, or even just be trialing it. Yeah. Well, maybe they did trial it and they thought for some reason it would be you would slow down Look, the game or something. You know. Before like, I started doing this podcast. Yeah. I used to think. I used to hear all the feedback and say, "Oh, the AFL's bungled it again." And go. And I used to think. We go way too hard on the AFL. They do a, a, a pretty good job, and anytime they put a foot wrong, they get smashed. Yeah. The more, like me having to engage with the AFL to this level this year has made me realize that they make some of the dumbest fucking decisions. <laughs> like, yes, they do. Oh, my God. Like, they do things, particularly what I've heard from under Gillian McLaughlin, purely for optics a lot of the time, mm. and, and it needs to look good as opposed to making a genuine effort for things. Yes. You're a bummer. It's a real bummer. 
But thank you for that. That's that's very interesting. I think they'll eventually do it, but they're like most things, they'll do it too late and for cheap. Yeah, totally, hundred yeah. percent. All right, next one's from uh, Brendan. Now we spoke about the descent a couple of weeks ago in great detail, Brendan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said Brendan's last name. I'll beep that out. G'day, Braden and Tom. I'm a field umpire of a local Victorian footy league and I have been for 15 years. When the descent rule was introduced last year, I did see it as an overreaction. Mm. The main focus of an umpire is to focus on the ball carrier and the surrounding players and to make various decisions on the action of those players. I had learnt over 15 years that players talk a lot of shit and get frustrated when a decision doesn't go their way. So most of the time it became natural for me to ignore what was being said to me or to respond with a quick one line and move the game on. Mm. My interpretation of the descent rule wanted me to just drop the thick skin that I had developed over 15 years and to start taking a to what was being said so that's his opinion is that like it's not helpful I was okay with just ignoring it and yeah. having a thick skin yeah. I don't think it's helped which is great to have an umpire's point of view on this 100% podcast. that's I, as, as we alluded to like it's been done it's kind of it feels like it's been done we're doing something for you for your own good Yes. Because no one wants to be an umpire anymore, so you now have to deal with this. And I've genuinely, in the process of doing that, have made it worse for them and made yes. it harder for them. No, I think I agree. Um, but I just wanted to read that out. And no, it's very good. Bring that in. Do you reckon that's Ray, um, Razor Ray? No, I don't think so. You can't say for sure it's not Razor Ray, though, can you? No, but I think I've heard him talk on Waitley. He does that sort of bi-weekly sort of... Interview Waitley. I don't think Razor Ray would be listening to this. But you can't sit here and prove to me that it's not Razor Ray. No, I can't. I can't do that. Exactly. So it it, has a certain anonymity to it. So that's Razor Ray. So it could be Razor Ray. I'm telling you, it's Razor Ray. Thank you for emailing Razor. And so this is a great idea from Aaron that I thought you'd really like. Gox. No, no, Goxy, not our mate Goxy. Hey, Broden and Tom. Every email starts off with Hey, Broden and Tom. But that's because it's our names. Oh, right. Guys. I've just thought of the crossover theme song that no one wanted. Broden loves to switch up segments by asking Tom to hit that sting. And that godforsaken 2008 NAB ad just gets stuck in my head every time I hear it. Give me that thing. So in the tradition of taking something wonderful and making it even better, I present the footy with NAB sting song. Hit me that, hit me that, hit me, hit me, hit me that, hit me that sting. Hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me that, hit me that sting. Hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me that, hit me that sting. Hit me that sting. Hit me that sting. Do you like that? Aaron said it could be silly and fun to sing along with. Or it might accidentally summon Garrett from the depths of hell. Worth the risk. <laughs> hmm. Hit me that sting. Hit me, hit, so, me, hit uh, me that sting. I mean, I can try it. I mean, I can... Maybe we need to re-record it though, wouldn't we? Or, yeah. Like you need to cut it up. Yeah, I guess you could do that. I All could right. just get you saying sting. All right. <laughs> I'll sing along now and you can just use this forever. All right. Every single time you say it, that's the... <laughs> no, just occasionally. <laughs> just every, when you talk about nab. I'm lost, I'm lost, can't do that thing. That's why I say, give me, give me that sting. Give me that sting, yeah. Give me, give me, give me that. Give me that sting. Give me that, give me, give me that. Give me that sting. Give me that, give me, give me that. Give me, give me, give me that sting. It has to be, stop, 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 stop. It has to be hit that sting, Broden. 
So well, go no. again. Go again. Hit me that sting? Yeah. Has to be. That's what you say. Tom, hit me that sting. That's why I say hit me, hit me that sting. Yeah. Hit me that sting, hit me that, hit me, hit me that, hit me that sting, hit me that, hit me, hit me that, hit me that sting, hit me that, hit me, hit me that, hit me, hit me, hit me that sting. That's right. Hit me that. I'm just saying, hit me. Hit me that. Hit me that. Look, let me sit on it. All right. I've got a couple more quick ones for you. I love this. These are great mailbags. It's a great mailbag this got week. Anonymous, guys. anonymous, anonymous umpires. Yeah. We have other cool shit. New yep. games. It's been great. Keep I, going. I think uh, doing every two weeks. Rather than every week has really yeah. helped. One week Marnie, one week Mailbag. Has one really helped Marnie, one sift out the shit, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this one comes from Timothy. Um, Timothy uh, says, greetings. I've just purchased the name BounceThatPill.com and was wondering what would be a good use for it. Perhaps a pill bouncing skill game. All right, I've made a pill bouncing game up and running. Check it out at www.bouncethatpill.com. Wow. So this is a bit of a fun thing. Someone it's a bit of a, a fucking jank game that doesn't work, but, you know... It's so a bit of fun. I've got it up. The, when you, I'll take you there, folks. Bouncethatpill.com. You go, you're in a field, and there's a football on the ground with a big uh, green stick coming out of it that's moving back and forward. Yeah. Press space. To, to, yeah. And, uh, press space to start on a yeah. laptop. So then it's it gets the stick in one direction, and then you hit it again, uh, probably at full at full strength. And yeah, then so you stuffed up. I did a bad bounce. Braden so got a score of five. So you've got to get the highest score possible. Wow. So you can just keep going. So I think you want to get it at its, yeah. And and the pill bounces as you do it. Mate, folks listening, this is a great thing to play along to while you listen to this podcast or while you're at <laughs> church or at a funeral or yeah. something really fun to do. So yeah, just a little bit of fun there from Timothy. I fucking did a great bounce there. Did you? What score did you get? 622. All right, let's see if anyone out there can beat 622. You can't because you're a loser. <laughs> so I thought that was a bit of fun from, from Tim. Thank you. Right. Oh, 689. Beat 689, losers. Beat 689, losers. Next one. All right. So, a few weeks ago, we talked about the best draft picks on average this, average that, you know, whatever. Oh, yes. We you know, we, we talked about, are you more likely to have a great player with pick number one, two, three, all the way? And what is the draft pick that over history has brought us the best draft pick? Yeah. And we were saying, like, low, hot, like, the lowest number versus most success we got to pick 13 was pick actually 13. was the best pick you could have in a draft and Aaron's written a very long email that I'll just try and like flick through here I'll uh-huh. do a TLDR but basically Aaron wanted to see the same data but with dream team averages because he wasn't sure that oh. games mm. played or Brownlow votes was a true indication no that's true there's two kinds of AFL fans there's the ones who love the rub of the green and yes. the smell of the liniment and the and the and the the glory of the of the game and the contest, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the ones who love beep beep boop boop, yep. oh numbers and figures. Yep. And so me. someone will say, oh, that player's so good, he gets this in Supercoach, and go, but yeah, but when's he ever, has he ever pounded his chest yeah. and said, let's get back, boys? Yeah. You know what I mean? The thing that I resonate with is I think games is okay because you know if you're bad, well if you're bad and you pick one, you'll probably still play 150 games. I think that's. Yeah, you know that's why I was like that's a bit flawed. And Brownlow is very biased to midfielders. Yes, totally. So this is a good way of maybe looking at another metric. Did, is there every year a Super Coach Player of the Year? No, but you can see who like who was the best player last year. It's I can't remember who last year was, but you it's it's what well, it has been Max Gorn this year. I think it's going to be Tim English or 
or Bond. It might have been Dacos if he didn't get injured. Um, it was often Gary Ablett back in the day. Gorney's had it a few times, I think. Well, I, it's, since you've said that, that makes sense because he is the greatest player to ever play. Exactly. 200 games this weekend, by the way. Yeah. So here's a few things that Aaron uncovered, Braden, which I think will interest you. Please. Out of the top 20 draftees of, draftees of the last 20 years, 50% of these best performers have been from outside of the top 10. Wow. So Lockie Neon, Max Gorn being the, the big two at pick 58 and pick 34. Yep. Previous to this analysis, I had assumed that pick four was the greatest, with notable picks Clayton Oliver, Nick Dacos, Marcus Bonnepelli, and Andrew Gaff. But as it turns out, pick two has historically been the best with standouts Tim Taranto, Josh Kelly, and Stephen Cornelio, all being fantastic pickups for GDRS, along with Andrew Brayshaw, Christian Petrarca, Noah Anderson, Trent Cochin, and new guy on the block, Will Ash- Ashcroft, at being two. So if you have a pick number two, you've got a high chance of having a, a, a fantasy player. Then, then pick one. And then not far behind is pick seven, with notable picks Joel Selwood, Jordan Lewis, Bailey Smith, and Hayden Young. Bounce that pill. Wow. So very interesting. Throws up a lot of different data brands. So I think it really depends on what you value. So next year, what you're saying for all you uh, fantasy players out there Mm -hmm. is what you should do next year is whoever goes in at pick number two, buy them cheap. Buy them for 150,000 or whatever they do. Yeah, totally. And there's a good chance that that's your sleeper. So who's number two next year? It'd be North. Whoever North pick at number two, good chance they're very, very good. Good chance it'll be Harley Reid. At number two. Potentially, yeah. If this fall for the rumour mongering. Zero chance that Harley <laughs> Reid goes at number two. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I there is num- th- But I think number two is not bad either. Oh, I mean, they're all good. I think that's the purpose of... like, <laughs> If you look at who went at number two, like the list we just read out, it's fantastic. Okay, great. Right. This is a great mailing bag of mailbag. Yeah, last one. And that's why I said, hey, don't get too much news hand going, news hand. Yeah. Daddy's got a great mailbag, mate. He's called me daddy. Or he's called himself daddy. Yeah, that's because... He's called him my daddy. That's what I talked to my son about. So remember how we had some great analysis of commentator bias? Yes. Oliver's sent a little um, a follow-up. Mm-hmm. Glad you enjoyed the commentator stats. I managed to do a couple of games over the weekend. So this was sent on the 7th of August. So would have been not last round, but the round before. Is this the same person? Yeah, the same person. From yeah. Canberra? Yeah. What are their names? Oliver. Oliver. So... Rather than me breaking down the whole... You remember last time I was breaking it down? Yeah. He sent a few highlights. Yes. So he's breaking it down for me. Okay, wonderful. This is... So, folks, if you're listening for the first time, we have built out... We have our own full-time statistician in Canberra (laughs) who is watching games and giving us stats on AFL commentators. What are they more likely to do? What are they less likely to do? Mm -hmm. Are they biased? Are they not biased? Read me them stats from Oliver the Canberra boy. Okay, so highlights of the round. Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne? Dwayne Russell. Dwayne Russell, loves a pun. 16 attempts, the next highest on record is two. Wow. <laughs> Dwayne Russell did six, in this in a game? Yes. 16 pun attempts in, in game. one game. He said the Dogs versus Richmond game was full of banter attempts and possible bias towards the Tigers. Is that, did Dwayne Russell call that? Or is that whoever called that game? I'm not sure. That was just a highlight, he said. The, the Richmond Bulldogs game had heaps of bias. Yeah. And what else? 
Uh, and and then the the pun stuff. So then we got some more stuff here. Oh, so it would have been Dwayne Russell. Yeah, probably. would have been. Yeah. The Sydney versus GWS game was an outlier in a lot of ways, led by Dwayne Russell again. Oh, great! Here we go. So, no, this is actually what we we're talking about. D- Dwayne Russell had 16 wordplay attempts. The next highest record is, is two by Kelly Underwood, which was in the same game. His favourite pun was with Sydney player Sam Wicks, calling him Quick Wicks. Yes. And Short Wicks. Very good. Short Dwayne. Wicks. Yeah, as in short wick or fuse. Ah, uh, yes. The game also had the highest recorded attempts to be funny. Doom smashing his own record with 13 attempts to be funny, more than the game totals <laughs> for any other match that Doom is And congratulations to Dermy for having a crack, you know? Yeah. He's going to do comedy festival next year, I reckon. The Kelly and Dwayne combination raised their voice a record 120 times. Kelly Underwood equaling the inv- individual record in a match. Congratulations, well done, Kelly. Kelly. Loves to have a yell. There's a few more here that I thought were funny. The Western Bulldogs versus Richmond game. We, this is where Oliver's worked on the Richmond. Uh, yeah. Yes, okay. The highest banter attempts on record with 13 attempts. The next highest recorded is two. BT spent most I'm of the lost. last... Start qu- again, sorry. What is... The what highest is- banter attempts on record. Okay, so just having a yarn. Yeah, with 13 attempts. The next highest recorded is two. BT... Who? Okay. Yeah, go. BT spent most of the last quarter trying to wind Richo up. Hodge and Brayshaw got dragged along with it. This is possibly quite common in blowouts where BT is commentating. So BT, what we the stats we're getting now. Yeah. Who has his own podcast now, yeah. by the way. Brian Taylor, The Life of Brian, which is a reference to Monty Python's film. Yes. Uh, what we're hearing is when again when he gets bored, yes. he starts he starts abusing other people in the team. Yeah. Starting banter. So if you want a good game called by BT, you want it close. You want it close. There was also a record seven past players mentioned. Again, led by BT. Oh, past players. Okay, so he's high in the metrics of mentioning past players. Yeah. Okay. All the commentators question umpire calls in favour of Richmond more than the dogs. 12 questions in favour of Richmond versus three in favour of the dogs. What? This is that that is what I'm most interested in. So that is clear bias to Richmond, yes? Well, there's more on this. Possible bias towards Richmond. Despite a nine-goal win for the Dogs, Richo was perfectly balanced in his positivity and negativity. BT and Brayshaw only had slightly more positive things to say about the Dogs than Richmond, despite calling nine more goals for the Bulldogs. This is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Folks, we have conclusive data that JB (laughs) and Brian Taylor were biased towards Richmond in the Richmond Bulldogs game two weeks ago. Yeah. We're not saying that's not an opinion. That's fact. We have literal facts. And this is going to be a TikTok. We have definitive (laughs) data and statistics that prove that JB, how many, say it again. So, BT and Brayshaw had only slightly more positive things to say about the Dogs than Richmond. Despite. Despite calling nine more goals for the Bulldogs. And they questioned way more umpire calls in favour of Richmond than the dogs. This is not opinion from us. This is conclusive data. Yeah. Do with it what you will. Exactly. I love this, Ollie. You're a grunt. You're a gun. Yes. And last thing I'll say on this before we (laughs) wrap up (laughs) the grunt mailbag is that um, I said I would do this ages ago, but I didn't because I'm useless. But Oliver's made this into a template that can be shared. Oh. If other people want to, if other people find this fun, I don't think anyone out there does find it fun. We do. I love this. So... There's a, there's a commentator stats. We're template. outing them. Commentators are running scared. Yeah, but you're not going to sit down during a game and and do the metrics and that. I'm you? not. No, but Oliver's going. Oliver likes this. I don't think Oliver's doing this because he because he feels like no, he know, likes it. I'm not going to throw haymakers at him. No. So if anyone else likes this, I'm going to put it in our link tree. 
which is in our bios and everything, for a couple of weeks. So if you want to download Oliver's commentator stats table thing. Yep. Love it. That's that is, Oliver, uh, once again, just outstanding work from mm. you. You are a Hall of Fame footy listener. Yeah. And and uh, let's build it out. Let's let's keep these bastards honest. I agree, Braden. And that's been our mailbag. Yeah. Hey, do you know what it? The end of a mailbag. Do you know what that signifies for me? What? Dipping. Tipping. 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 I've got some big news for tipping. Oh, I have yeah. my total tips for the season are currently at sixty-eight. So my goal for this weekend, <laughs> my goal for this weekend is to get one tip. One tip. Uh, and my worry is I'm going to get, you know, three wrong and I'm going to go past it. But I'm, my yeah. goal is to be at 69 as we sit here next week. Totally. You want to finish the, I reckon you should aim to finish the season. On 69. On 69. That's very hard, Tom. That means yeah, I'd have but to come get, on. That means I'd have to get nine out of nine and eight out of nine. Yeah, but it's easier when you're tipping the losing team. No, it is not. It's yeah, it as is. hard. It's <laughs> as hard. It's as hard. I think there are some gimmies like um, like Carlton versus Suns or... Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of superstars of the tipping, we need to call out Talia, who is now not one, not two, oh, no. three games clear Wow! on number one position for us. Talia is 139 correct tips for the season. What are you on? I'm on as a salt of the 124. Earth. Yeah, so that's middle grade. So she is 15 tips better than you. Yeah. Last weekend she got eight. Almost one better around. And then behind her, Matt with I a mean, cat. I got eight last week as well. <laughs> but yeah, but she does it weekly. Correct. Matt with a cat got seven and is 136 a game clear of Lanklin and CJ's swags. Mm. And then it just the dominating, dominating, they dominating, are, dominating. Killing. So I think. On the other side of, I've got some bad news on the other side. Oh by no! The way. I'm two games behind copying Broden. How is that possible? I don't <laughs> know. Are they just fucking you? They're smashing me now. I'm actually not going to finish last. That's very sad for you. Copying man. Broden is a dog. Yeah. Where are you in the? Not just in our group, but in the overall rankings. Are you right down the bottom? Thirty-two, three hundred twenty-one, six eight five. Out of three twenty one seven seven seven, so I'm in the bottom one hundred. Six eight five, yeah. So you need you need to do some work. I need to get an eight and a nine. Yeah, or, or a one and a zero yeah, at least. But it's an exciting week of footy. Oh yeah, well there are actually it's shaping up to be a huge final two weeks. There's no way I get into this game, but I would love to go to Collingwood Brisbane on Friday night. My understanding game. of your little privilege that you have is you can just walk up and show up whenever you want and you get given great seats. Tom, I have immense privilege and I check it, but it is for a ground <laughs> called it is a ground called the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Yeah, this game's at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, right? Oh, nice setup. I like what you've done here. <laughs> no, Tom. This game is a home game for the Collingwood Magpies. I can't believe Eddie Maguire would allow this. But it's happened. <laughs> At Marvel Stadium. <laughs> this is incredible, right? Because yeah, the Lions don't play well anywhere, but they play not bad at Marvel. Right. And Collingwood have never been there before. Yeah, but everyone, uh, everyone's saying that if they're Brisbane, they want to play at the MCG. Like that, they're not getting enough games there. They need to learn how to win there. Wouldn't no, you agree Brisbane, with that? Brisbane needs to have a, a run of wins into the finals. It's yeah. so important they finish second. Yeah. This is a... This is... How did this happen, Brad? Why isn't it at the G? 
Is there something on? Is the, the Tilly's playing there? Or? I believe this would have happened because Marvel has a deal with the AFL that a certain amount of games needs to be played at Marvel per year. Okay. They have a contractual agreement. And I believe that they spread the shit around and go... Right, every team has to cop one. Every team has to cop one. Or two, or maybe even more. I believe that's the So did Melbourne play a home game at Marvel this year? No. No? No, I believe sometimes we do, though. Well, that's what I would imagine. Like, no offence, but if I had to choose, I'd chuck Melbourne over there because you'd probably have 40. But that's the point, is we have played many home games at Marvel. I can't remember the last time Collins played. Right, so you think this is their comeuppance? I think they just spread it out and say sometimes you've got to cop it. But also this weekend... There's a game at the MCG on Saturday, and there is a game at the MCG on Sunday. Yeah. So maybe they've just got they've just hit the numbers and said, you, and you're playing an overseas an overseas team. And yeah, a state it's just team. Uh, it's just crazy because it like, is insane. It is crazy because yeah. if there would be eighty thousand at this game at the MCG, at least because I'm all for things being fair and, and Collingwood playing at Marvel if that's the way it is. But this is bad for everybody. Mm, <laughs> I think a hundred percent. Uh, it's it's a very curious thing. Seventy eight percent of people are tipping Collingwood to beat Brisbane, which is, I think, uh, crazy. I'm going to tip Collingwood, but I have no clue. Uh, I I think the injuries are seriously mounting for Collingwood. I know, like, that's a bit of a whatever. Like Carlton's being so good at the one next man up thing, mm. but it's starting to be insurmountable. Like so many of their key players mm. are missing. Do you who's, want me to get up yeah, the teams? Who's, who's the teams for this week? Are they even out yet? It's I'm not sure if early. they will be out yet, but. I think, no, they aren't out yet, but I'll pull up the injury list for Collingwood real quick. So Collingwood, the ones that jump out is obviously Darcy Moore and Nick Dacos are the huge ones, but now Dugowie and Sidebottom are out as well. I feel like that is four of their and top five or six players. Darcy Moore, did you say? Yeah, Darcy and Nick we knew about, but the new ones are Dugowie yeah, yeah, and Sidebottom, yeah, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Brizzy don't know how to play away. So yeah. look, I've tipped Pies. Who are you tipping? I'm going to tip Brisbane, actually. I think they can... Somehow get it done. If I tip, if I go with that tip, I'm writing off Collingwood for September. You are. You're saying they can't win the flag if they yeah. if you, if yeah. you say that. Which makes me question it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't know either. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Brisbane by 15. <laughs> I'm going Collingwood <laughs> by 100 points. <laughs> Saturday, 145 MCG. Guess who's playing? Oh, you can see it. Yeah. I was one team's... Actually, no. So, it's Richmond v. North. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to say one team has 5% of the people tipping it. Yeah. And one team has 95. Yeah. Guess which way. I think that most people believe Richmond would win. Correct. I think it should be closer than that. No, it shouldn't. Well, Richmond haven't been playing very well, Braden. North haven't- Melbourne... North Melbourne is made up by the um, people who walk around Sovereign Hill at the moment, gold panning. Mm. That's actually their team. So Richmond have lost three on the twat. On the twat. <laughs> I can't speak very well today. <laughs> you didn't ask me about how my sleep is, Broden. Oh yeah, how is your? Yeah, so you went to the doctors. We had to finish early on Sunday. Let's just drop this in earlier. <laughs> Tom, you went to the doctors on. Sunday night, and we had to move quickly, and we forgot to talk about the Suns, uh, Sun Swans. Yeah. And we forgot to talk about Essendon North. And we still somehow spoke for an hour and a half. Yes. <laughs> and because you had to go and do that overnight thing where you do the CPAP. Yeah. Which sounds close to sleep app. Yeah. Which is what the issue you're having. Yes, correct. And it's frustrating that it sounds so similar. Yeah. But how was it? It was really good. Um, I just thank you to everyone who reached out. So many people were way too concerned for my health. 
I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine. My auntie Donna yeah. messaged me. And she was worried? Yeah, I said, he's just going to do a sleep thing. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry for I anyone said, who back got, off, was worried. Donna? Yeah, Donna. Um, but yeah, it was great. So I got hooked up to the machine. I didn't find it um, intrusive or, or negative at all. So I've got one at home now. I'm two nights into using it. I find it quite comfortable. It's all Have good. you actually, have you, you were going to say, I was like, you, the first few nights you found it a bit difficult to sleep with it, yeah? Yeah, well, not with the, I'm finding it difficult to sleep full stop, but not because of the machine, if you know what I mean. Are you finding it hard to sleep because of all the um, sins you've committed? Yeah, potentially, yes. No, I think more because I, my body doesn't know how to, deal with going for like five years of not having oxygen to suddenly having <laughs> fully flowing oxygen. You know are, you, I mean? are you waking up and feeling energized? No, but I'm not having waves of dizziness at like three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, well, they're, they're, that's, that's the, the th- uh, dizziness at 3 p.m. is normal. It's, it means you're alive. <laughs> so the craziest thing is, I'll just tell this story really quickly, is like after I got kicked out of the hospital at like 5 a.m. after my first night of having the CPAP. Mm. So I'd only had five hours of sleep. So when I got home, I at around 9 a.m., I mm. closed all the windows off, I turned off everything and I went for a nap. And I've never not napped. Yeah. I lay there for two hours and I just couldn't sleep. Yeah, because I think you would have been too conscious of the sleep app machine. Well, no, this was without the machine. This was like oh. after I got home, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I've done that night at the hospital now. I'm oh, home. You, I mean, you, I, I guess I see what you're saying. So you're saying you were so, you, you, you were like, I'm just going to fall asleep because I always just fall asleep yep. when I'm, because I'm always exhausted. Yeah. But no, you're, maybe you had your best sleep, so you didn't have to sleep. Yeah. So I lay in bed from like, I think it was like 10 to midday. And then I got up because I'd spent two hours trying to get to sleep and I couldn't. And I stayed up till like 11 p.m. and went to bed. Wow. So I think that's a sign that that's a huge improvement. Am I still waking up tired? Yes. Like, have I still got a long way to go? Potentially. But I think overall, that's a great sign. A fun story about Tom going to sleep is once we went to Edinburgh. And as many of you know, anyone who's been to like Europe or Mm. anywhere Northern Hemisphere to the West of Australia, when you come back to Australia, you have brutal jet lag for like mm. a fortnight like unforgivable just brutal yeah. jet lag that just absolutely sucks yeah and uh tom came back from his first edinburgh and we're like mm. get ready for jet lag and yeah. you, you rang someone and you were like joe it was yeah and you were like uh he was like how are you feeling are you feeling tired and you were like i'm actually feeling pretty good man like, yeah. i actually feel pretty fine i'm actually might go to play some pokemon go there's some mm-hmm. there's some cool ones rare ones down at this lake yeah he's like, oh, i'll ring you later and then he didn't hear from you for two days. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny story that Joe, you know, hams I love up. it. But the truth is he, he, he texted me like six o'clock. I said, I'm feeling all right. And then by eight o'clock, I was dead. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and I that's why I have like 15 hours. It's one of the great thrills of coming back from overseas is when you lay down to, you could just have a little nap because you feel a little bit tired and then waking up at like 1 a.m. going, oh, God, where am I? <laughs> Huh? Uh, so I'm t- so in yes yeah I'm not going to insert that earlier so yeah my point is Braden <laughs> so in conclusion that, I'm tipping north <laughs> and I think that seriously Richmond have lost three on the road that three in a row that I think they should have won and I genuinely think that north will lose but they have a genuine chance of knocking th- over Richmond I think you should put your money where your mouth is and tip north yeah you coward alright I'm tipping north great what have I got to lose mate just yeah, 50 you- bucks in my paid league Oh, do you have a paid league? Yeah, I got, you know, Tom runs a little paid league, you know, chucking 50 No, bucks. I don't know. Look, you say names and no one knows who they are, and now I don't even know who you're talking about. It's just a little bit of a fun I thing. I don't know who Tom is. Yeah, sorry, I'll beep his name. Who's Tom Oh, he works at Coles. Don't beep Tom 
<laughs> oh, your friend from work, the girl. Which one? Some girl. Yeah. A girl from work messaged me and said that she was on Hinge. Yeah. And someone's Hinge was like, I love Broden. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Lana. <laughs> Can't believe she messaged you. That's funny. I was like, well, I assume that's everyone's Hinge. <laughs> All right. Next game, Suns Carlton at yeah. Heritage Bank Stadium. Yeah. What a slaughter this is going to be. Oh, do you know what? Yeah. This is going to be my outlier. Yeah. Carlton red hot due for a loss. They're very good. They are. Eight on a the trot? They're going to win the flag. Yeah. Eight on the trot, though, is very hard to it sustain. Is, it is. Is, two, is this for nine in a row? I think it might be, yeah. Impossible. Yeah. Suns win. I think the Suns have phoned it in a bit, but we might show up. There's not many stakes. We've, we've been better at home this year, so potentially. There's a very big chance... Demian Hardwick is coaching this game. <laughs> and I did say Dimian. <laughs> you You've had a few slips today. I've let a most Dimmer. Of them go. <laughs> and Damien is Dimian. <laughs> Dimian <laughs> Hardwick. I like Dimian, Simeon, Hardwickian. Oh, look, I think there's no chance Carlton win this game. <laughs> no chance. No, I give them a very strong. I'm going to tip Carlton, but I would love the Sunnies to... Because imagine how upset Joe would be. That's fact, what I'm getting a Woody over. In fact, I think this is a blowout. Right. I think this is a 40-point win to the Suns. You reckon Rowley goes up to Chera and just headbutts him and knocks him out and then eats grass? I think you bash them and yeah. I think you win. I just, I'm, I see it. Is I Harry Mackay back? Yes. That's going to be tough for poor old, um, poor Sam, old Sam Collins and uh, what's the guy who did the moon? Yeah. That's Mark Robinson said, look at the moon, but... And the picture was of, some, of who getting Ballard. knocked down? Oh, Ballard. Charlie Ballard. Take you can tip the you can tip Carlton, but yeah, I'm, I'm, tipping, Carlton. I'm tipping Carlton too. Yeah. So put take that to the bank. <laughs> Saturday, four thirty-five, Twilight Game, Giants Stadium. Oh, I forgot to say, mm-hmm. I got my Giants membership this week. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Maybe I should unbox it. I'll unbox it on Sunday. Oh, great! Because yeah, it that. is so good. Yeah. They have. have I I hate Melbourne. <laughs> I get treated like dog shit. Yeah. That's the st- oh I can't believe it. The inequality. Mm. We'll talk about it on Sunday. Little it's interesting because the Suns have never sent me anything. Little so Easter egg. Interesting. Little Easter egg. Suns, sorry, Giants taking on Essendon. I feel like they have a bit of a history because of Dylan Scheel and Adam Saad. And they, oh no, Saad Adam Saad has nothing coast. to do. Nothing, Adam Saad, nothing to do with the no. rivalry. But I feel, a bit of, uh, I feel a bit of vibe between Giants and Essendon and could be closer than we think. I think Giants at home versus Essendon. Essendon have 11 wins this season, don't they? 11? I'll check. You know, from Stranger Things, Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> They've got the, uh, the the Millie Bobby of the season. <laughs> they do. <laughs> so they have 44 points, Brendan, so you're correct. Uh, th- I would take that at the start of the year if I'm then. Oh, 100%. Them. They're awful. <laughs> awful team. I'm back on hating them. Awful team. <laughs> you got to hate someone, it feels like. I think if you lose to Essendon, then you should take that membership pack on Sunday and we'll microwave it. Melbourne lost to Essendon in Gather Round. Which Brett Scott said shouldn't exist. So I think we won. <laughs> yeah. Strike it from the record. Uh, okay. Giants, I'm tipping. but by So I'm tipping Essendon. I think Giants will win. Saturday, 7.25, the night game. You know, get in front of the fire. Yeah. Turn on the, the Saints v mm. Geelong. This is a line in the sand game for Saints. If they lose this, they need to win the last one to play finals, I believe. I can't believe that people are backing in Geelong here. 74%. I... I just give Geelong zero chance, to I be honest. I think they've got their form back. They have about six or seven spuds on this team mm. who 
I believe they got from the Ford factory down there and just said, <laughs> come play. Yeah. Because the game last week, Jeremy Cameron, mm. Danger, mm. and a few others went, Duncan. Let's go, Duncan, let's go win this game. And some of them went, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, did, and didn't do a very, very good job. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, but I think they will be good enough to beat the Saints, but it's damning for the Saints if they lose this game. Like, it means yeah. that if they if they bumble out, bungle out? Bungle out, yeah. If they bungle out, that's a big bungling. <laughs> yeah, And they can't, and that's it's not good for the Saints, but I'm going to tip them. Yeah, I'm going to tip them too. I think at Marvel, I don't think Geelong will like playing at Marvel. I feel like there's a lot of positives there for St Kilda. I think Geelong will, by the end of the season, ooh, they'll be like, oh, they're starting to look good. And then yeah, they'll, right, and then they'll just, not look that good yeah, in the finals. Make it, yeah. The other Saturday night game, 7.40. Body in Adelaide, so actually mm. 8.10 for us. Bit of Vic bias there, everyone. Yeah. Um, Crows, Swans. Yep. I think you'd be crazy not to tip Swans. Ex- extrapolate. Five on the trot. The informed team of the competition. We're sitting in 15th and round nine or whatever, and have barely lost a game since. Looking scintillating. Scintillating, not scintillating. Scintillating. Made the grand final last year and are finally showing us that side of them. Again, the side of that made the grand final last year. And Adelaide, uh, like we've talked about, they're young. They're also old. They're up and down. They're much, much better at home. I'll give you that. But I think Sydney may be the real deal. And if they lose this weekend, then I'm off them and that's okay. I think they win this weekend. They're in the finals again. Yeah. How good's that? So it's, they could go up to It's the story of the year. If you could choose a storyline at the start of this year, if you were like a documentary maker, you would choose football in Sydney and about 20 minutes into the the documentary, both Sydney teams would be looking awful and like they're going to yeah, yeah. bottom out. And then they've both come home with like amazing ripper form. That would be such a great storyline to follow. My hope for the AFL in five years is that Queensland and Sydney have all the best teams and all the flags mm. if Melbourne doesn't win them. <laughs> because if we can just put five years into them, oh, they're the best, and then yeah. all of a sudden rugby's dead. Yeah. I'd love that. Yeah, because I hate rugby. I don't hate rugby. I don't either, but still. <laughs> I loathe. I don't. I, I just want, Austra- I want Australia to be AFL. Yeah. Number one. And to, for there to be no argument about it. Yeah. I'm and I want the that. world, I want Australia to move that way. And yep. the world. I want, it, I want the world <laughs> to belong to the AFL. Yeah. I'm going to tip the Crows mm. because I think Swans will win. Yeah, right. I, I thought you were going to be vehemently against me. No, Crows are tired. They're young and tired. Yeah. There's the truth of it. Sunday, we wake up. We have a little breakfast. We chuck on the TV at 1.10. Chuck on the telly. And we watch the contest of the week. Yeah. This is one, tell your folks you can't go out, tell your mates, nah, sorry, yep. cancel your party. Yep. Western Bulldogs take on the 2019 Premiers? Mm. No, 2018 Premiers, the West Coast Eagles. Yeah. 1% of people are tipping the West Coast Eagles. Yeah. I don't think it is 1%. I no. think 1% reflects yep. that someone has tipped them, Yeah. but definitely not 1%. And the doggies doggies on their classic, they should have won last week. Yes. Yes, they probably should have. It's a shame they didn't because now Old Doggies sit in eighth and there's a huge contest and they're equal on points with Giants and Essendon. One of them will go forward, but Doggies need to win to stay in. Yeah, they've lost every second week just about. So, yeah. Well, you know why? Gather round. (laughs) It's that gather round. It's true. There's no argument. Doggies, 
Doggies must win this. Doggies will win this. Totally. Doggies will win this by a lot. Yep, I agree with you. This is the easiest tip of the season. Yes. It then Sunday, three twenty. Oh, MCG. Woody over this, mate. I'm horrified of this game. Yeah. When I looked at when I made my prediction that we wouldn't lose again, I was like, Carlton are an easy beat. Yes. Hawthorne are an easy beat. Yes. Swans are an easy beat. Yes. Not true of all no, of any of them. Incorrect on many facets. How are they still in sixteenth, but they're scary? You know what I mean? Like it's awesome. This is this is just a little um, little message to yeah. say we'll see you next year, everyone. How are you going to feel if like John Newcomb gets a mad tackle on like Clayton Oliver? You're going to that'll feel be conflicted fine. Inside? I'll be like, that's great. That's good contest. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. If we lose this game, I'm going to get an early flight out of the country. <laughs> Just skip the Australian shows and go straight over to London. Yep. Skip our podcast shows. Yep. Skip our tour in Australia, and I'll just leave. And they'll be yep. like, "Where's Brody?" Well, Haw- Hawthorne beat them. Yep. And you go, "Ah, oh, okay. Well, that's really screwed us up badly, <laughs> but we respect it." Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tip the D's. I'm going to tip Hawthorne. Um, who are you tipping? Yeah, I'm going to tip the D's. I think the D's will. We win. simply must. You must win. Win the last two games. We simply, simply, simply must. Yeah. Uh, we, if if we win the last, what is it, seven or eight of the season, and we lose one by four points, five points, whatever it was. Well, robbed, really. Yeah, no, fair and squarely robbed. If they, if we <laughs> lose by one by five and it was by a line ball, I'm feeling great. Yeah. I feel like we are actually in form. I don't feel too bad. 100%. I think Melbourne, from all the stats I'm hearing as well and all the game people who cover game were saying things along the lines of Melbourne tried things a bit more daring in that game. Yeah, that right. They were saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. now's the time to try things. Let's not try it in uh, September. 100%. So I feel good about them, but Hawthorne are very scary, particularly at the MCG. But at least we're not playing them in Tasmania. Yes. Go Ds. Sunday at 4.40... Freeman, this poor old Perth 440 game that goes straight into bounds that Dean <laughs> Dean's talked about. Uh, Fremantle versus Port, which is actually a good game. Fremantle, yeah. Fremantle could very well steal this, but you got to tip Port. Yeah, I, I feel like it's unlikely, but of course it's possible. Um, the Port, lucky to win last week after four straight losses, so who knows? But yes, I'm tipping Port. They, hey, we didn't even talk about it. Ken Hinckley signed on for two years. Oh, yeah, that's right. I Actually, that barely registered on my social media feeds and stuff. Because people like the drama. Yes. Including us. Yeah, of course. We, we are, thrive on it. We are, <laughs> we are media. We're, we're, we're leeches. Yeah. Leech, but no, it's much more interesting to say they might not re-sign him. Yeah. But they're gonna, they've give, only given him two years, which is a, a point of interest. I wonder if he was happy with that. I, what it appears to be is a... Um, a Paul Ruse or, or, or a Mick Malthouse, a bit of a succession. Yes, a bit of a, a bit of a Sarah Snook. Yeah, they even know. <laughs> they even know who's gonna do it, don't they? Yeah, there's a guy. There's a guy. There's a man. Is it a assistant at Richmond or something? I don't know. You have the CPAP app now. Do your own research. Yeah, we can't do everything for you. You want us to know what's going on in the football? Yeah. Screw you. Do your own research. Don't listen to people. But it could go either way. It could be, oh, great. Coaches sock locked in. They're looking great for finals. Or yeah. it could be, oh, co- coaches locked in and they've lost this many. Yeah. <laughs> I think their year's been still so impressive. I think it's all good. Fremantle are in a position now, a very dangerous position, where at the end of the season, they're like, let's send a message and this team needs to win. Let's kick their ass kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got a tip, Port, but it should be an interesting game. Thank you so much for joining us on the tips this week. We've got one more week after this and then the real shit starts, mate. Yeah. Um, can you plug our live show? I'm going to 
re-record the start because we definitely need to do it. But also, this is <laughs> the second last show before we head on the road. We're spending Monday doing last final touches. It's going to be really fun. We I'm so excited about it. Now that we've fleshed it out, I think it's going to be very funny and unique and different every night. Sold out. Two Melbourne sold out. Adelaide's all sold out. Bit of room in Sydney. Early shows in Melbourne. Bit of room. Come along. It's going to be a good time. Um, it's going to be so good. Mm. Or it'll be bad and you'll be there to watch us fall apart. Which nah, is also I, really I, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be good. So <laughs> I reckon. I'm going to go have... Uh, we're going to have a couple of Palmer's so we're gonna have yeah, we get, the corner. We, everywhere at the pub we're doing it we'll, they'll give us free dinner yeah and even so a 24 pack of beer that we won't drink did you get a rider no that, that so I was reading through it today because I've been a little bit lazy guilty been very busy and on the rider it was like if you don't send us your rider then we'll just provide this and there's all this stuff that we want fizzy <laughs> I think it was like 24 packs of beer counter meals all this stuff. oh yeah, yeah. that's so, gonna be awesome yeah we I'm should sure do it we care. should just put on some fake show <laughs> To get the free food. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Have a great weekend watching the footy. Saturday night, I'm tipping Tilders for Rose Gold. Who are you tipping? Oh, yeah. Tilly's all the way. Kill them. I hope they murder Sweden. Yes. But we are war allies. Oh, yeah, totally. So yeah. if war breaks out, we support them. Yeah, of course. And chocolate. But most importantly this weekend, have a great weekend, but most importantly, bounce up here.